Hello there. My name's Mark, and this is episode 64 of the Holocron Chronicles. I am joined, as always, by someone throwing up some signs and someone else throwing up some some Star Trek signs about to get him kicked off this show before we even really oh. get started. Oh, it wasn't uh, me. The, okay. The first one it was, was Nanu. Nanu. It was Nanu yeah. Nanu. I'm surprised that Charlie wasn't the first one to uh, to to make me go Star Trek crazy. But Charlie, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm so much better because of our guest. I mean, I heard he was coming on, and I was very excited, and then I was nervous, and I was a little gassy, and ultimately, here we are. <laughs> Excellent. That, those are all of the range of emotions. It is just it's a it's 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 a cornucopia. It's a bell jar. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, our guest, uh, newcomer in the podcast world someone that uh, is very very well known on the indie scene but you probably never heard of him this <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen is todd oxtra as you should all know from secret friends unite todd how you doing tonight oh i'm doing fantastic um it's star wars so why wouldn't i be here Oh, exactly. well, this, this might end up being a very short show. I'm like, <laughs> he drops in there. Oh, Todd's going to join us. I'm like, hmm, the guy who hates Star Wars wants to come on our Star Wars show. It's a rumor. <laughs> it, that was in We Got This Covered, Charlie. Come on, you know that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rumor. That's from the, one of the Beatles movies. Something did. It was a, a quote from George. No, it's a rumor. Absolute fake news. Uh, Todd, we're, we're very happy to have you. You've been on this show before. We covered Rogue One together. And it's it's great to talk to you two weeks in a row because we usually do co-op mode together for anyone that just listens to this show. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on. I will break myths of my interest in Star Wars. So hopefully I can defy uh, expectations and have a good time today with you guys and talk about some really cool stuff. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, before we get into that really cool stuff, I have to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite our best bud jamie prinky uh and the bff tier sean stella and henry nias uh, missy merchant and andy milliken thank you all especially that bff tier that support just means the world to us it is amazing if you would like to support us over there you can uh, again go to patreon.com slash secret friends unite and 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 there's more. Yes. If you call in the next 10 minutes, uh, fellas, I, <laughs> what can they that. win? We, we turned off the uh, Secret Friends Unite voice hotmail. Yeah, about, oh, no. uh, about six years ago. Yeah, uh, over on uh, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite, you can try our gauntlet of programs for free for one week. Uh, now, Todd and I, it's so fortuitous that Todd's on. We do a great show about comic books called The Spinner Rack that comes out every other Friday. I am joined by a cavalcade of guests on a show called The Facts of Geek Life, which talks about vintage television programs. We break down a few episodes and have a rocking good time. Mark jumps in there with his Canardian's Corner from time to time. We this had a great recording tonight, actually. Tonight. Uh, mm, I wonder what that's recommendation. about, Mark. I know, yeah. The, the, uh, I would say it's it's been a while. I do a great show with my wife about where we, we tear up terrible movies. Todd might join us to talk about Wing Commander in a couple of weeks here. I hope so. I don't know. He's on the fence. I we... found a copy in a landfill in the, <laughs> in the North 40, so I will be joining you. I'm so excited. But anyway, uh, please, yeah, jump on there. Try us out. Uh, our content is available to you for a week. And if you like it, feel free to stay on board. There's lots of different uh, levels of support uh, that you can provide to us financially. But whatever makes sense for you, we hope you enjoy it. Again, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. We hope to see you there. Woo! Uh, and if you're just listening, you can also head over to YouTube and subscribe to us there we'd love to see uh the the channel over there grow you can see our faces and backgrounds and interesting stuff uh todd and charlie both show me up i have like a mando helmet and a lightsaber in the background and these he, guys have he, he lives in a real experience. house i do <laughs> have i do have the camera pointed away from and this is a joke between todd and i there's some construction going on behind my house which affected this tiny sliver of my studio that made all of just my star wars figures fall down half of the shit it just so i have 
it's an epic mess on my Mandalorian shelf. Everybody is dead except Bill Burr and IG-11. All the other figures. What happens when you hire Empire Construction? I guess. Yeah, it's bad stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. They they went very domino. So, I haven't set them up because I'm afraid they're going to fall down again. But eventually, I'll have to take the chance. You should play the Chumbawamba song and encourage them. Do, 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 do. But anyway, what you see behind me, the Marvel, the, the, the Star Trek, the G.I. Joe. So I just, I'm a figure guy, as you know. Fantastic. I do also, I mean, I usually plug my Level Up Lightsabers affiliate link, and that link is in the show notes if, if you need it. But I just received a new lightsaber from crsabers.ca, which is Can offering, I don't have an affiliate code for anything or anything like this. This is just me talking uh chris the the owner of cr savers was on the show before and is a great guy oh, yeah. uh yeah. but they're offering canada's first hundred dollar lightsaber uh which is this one that i just got it's an rgbx which means uh you can get it with an sd card that has a ton of different sound fonts it can connect to your phone so you can really control all the things oh, really more sound fonts yeah wow. really, really cool. that's uh, sweet you can control usually, it like it's the force usually like that level used to be kind of uh relegated to the higher up lightsabers like the the xeno pixels neo pixels that kind of stuff and those ones are great if you're going to show off but if you want to beat the ever-loving crap out of something and who doesn't an rgb lightsaber is the way to go because there's no lights in this blade it's just a hollow tube and it's basically a flashlight so that's it Todd, maybe you'll remember this because you and I are, are close to the same age. You remember in the early 80s when they had the light-up lightsabers that essentially was, it almost seems like it was a phosphorescent bulb like what I have in my life, <laughs> in my life up here? Because I swear to God, one of the kids, one of the latchkey kids that I was, you know, the daycares that I was in after school because I had a single mom, that a kid had that thing. And it was absolutely terrifying that if you really hit something hard enough, it would just be a shattering glass. <laughs> and that's the thing with these Xenopixels and even like the Galaxy galaxy's edge saber that i have like there's lights all throughout the blade and it can make some really cool effects it's way brighter it's better for like cosplay and photos and all that kind of stuff but these ones if you're actually going to battle them or hit them against anything like finn and i were outside yesterday just cracking the lightsabers together he had a great time because now i have two and uh if that's the way you're going the rgbx is awesome so if you're canadian and you're looking for a lightsaber crsabers.ca has a hundred dollar lightsaber now and so uh, that's a hundred dollar canadian or two dollars and 85 cents us exactly exactly that is how (laughs) it works but the shipping Um, is two (laughs) hundred dollars in the us yeah that's that's kind of where they get you it is a free shipping It's not one of those monthly programs where they give you one part a month and it's $100 a month. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Mark, I never asked you about the Ted Lasso glasses. You did get them, right? I did. I did. They're amazing. There's one right there. Uh, I I went back to look for them again, and I waited too long because they were all gone. Because I'm like, I'd like to have some of those for myself. I was really bummed out. But, yes. Anyway, yep, they're, they're so good. I'm not drinking out of one tonight, so, but they are. Uh, they're so sorry for the aside. Um, mm-hmm. There is actually a lightsaber fighting community in Minnesota. It's called the Saber Legion, and that's exactly Ooh. what they do. They cool. essentially are doing uh, what is LARPers. it called? Uh, LARPer, but yeah. all Star Wars with lightsabers. I'll send you a link about it. It's very cool because I got invited to it as part of like uh, the geek community here. I've never joined them before, but it's uh, there was a big article in the Star Tribune, which is our biggest newspaper here. Wow. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like if you did want to get into some some kind of Mortal Kombat, kind of cool. Mark, if you ever made the trip, I would come out and I and, and, and at least hang with you while you fought with people with lightsabers. That, that sounds that fantastic. Sounds I have Great a friend outing. Of mine that wants to now that I have two. He's like, let's do this. I was like, let's okay, do yeah, this. Let's, let's go. Uh, so let's uh, you know what? Let's let's get into what we're going to get into in a second. But I want to learn a little bit more about Todd. You've already been on the show. You've already answered some of our questions, but we've got some new ones. So I'm going to like skip the how did you get into Star Wars? People that are interested can go back and listen to Rogue One. But f- I, you, you actually threw a new question. I'm going to start there. Do you have a favorite Star Wars collectible? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Mark. Um, actually, Yes, yes. Uh, this actually got thrown into our Discord about um, Schloss Ritter, who's one of our Patreons. And also, yeah. and he showed this like someone had hacked an old R2-D2 remote controlled um, figure. Like in 19, it, was, it came out in the late 70s. I'm not sure exactly. 
I, I own that. You know that. what? I, I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, that was part of Kenner's original release because I've, if you see those real old cartoons, it's like Kenner action figures because they all, the whole early bird special thing and, and the figures finally hit stores in December of 78. That was one of the other items that came out at that time. So that is that is the oldest of collectibles. I, wow. I own it and I still have it and wow. it partially still works. Um, I think they wow. all died the same way, but it's really cool. It's got just a simple RC remote with a long metal cable. This is like not really good like design. It was at the time. One button on the top goes moves the head. The bottom moves the body and it goes around in a circle and it makes this really annoying non R2-D2 noise like I was <laughs> I'm like is that the best that's the best they could do it, it kind of still Literally. works but I still love it because it was a, such a unique thing and I don't I know very few people who own that thing so it's to me it's kind yeah. of a big deal so I, I love it and it still works um uh I don't know if it would ruin the aesthetic to try to get it fixed but it takes like uh mm. those uh what are the square batteries nine volt takes like nine yeah. volts, but C batteries as well. So it takes like a nine volt in the control, two, a nine volt oh, in the back, plus two C oh, batteries. Like, what is this Frankenstein thing just to make it go around in circles? Right. But it's because it came very out. Cool. Came out in 1978. So what? What did you, what did Slash Ritter do with this to make it different or whatever? Uh, he or? showed a video of someone actually upgrading it and making it do more okay. modern tech. Kind of like wow. the uh, what was the? Um, it was the. Remember when they brought all the remote control? Uh, those those devices was it Sphero was that the company oh, yeah. Yeah. the WB8 and things like that so it's kind of like they tried oh, yeah. to do as much with this thing as they could I mean because it's got tracks and everything they but, had an R2 as well so they could have yeah. just taken the guts yeah. from that R2 yeah wow put it in in this thing wow that's interesting I gotta that, have to go back awesome. and watch that video I didn't I didn't watch that one we posted cool where, there, where there's a will there's a way cool it's amazing uh, Charlie just out of curiosity do you have a favorite Star Wars collectible um no <laughs> a lot of it is all of them because he has of, all of them mark <laughs> a, a lot of it probably ties back to to my cosplay roots which was funny april and i were cleaning out the garage and that's where the rest of our cosplay stuff is in nice plastic totes where it's safe and uh secure but i have a dead ass accurate old man han solo uh cosplay and the gray hair helps uh for obviously from the force awakens i've got the belt and the greeblies that go in the belt and a really nice 3D printed blaster. And I love busting that out. I just, I don't have a, an occasion for it anyway, because I'm not really part of that community anymore. Anniversary, so. Charlie? That You know, <laughs> that's not really something to talk about here. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, because all, all of my cosplay has to do with, with the club that we run, with the Star Trek club. So, um, yeah, so I, I was talking with somebody about that recently and thinking finally, like, I wish I had an excuse to bust that out. I do have a lightsaber like you do, Mark, but it is a very vanilla uh, Hasbro Black Series. It's a it's a hero lightsaber, so the Anakin Ray Luke uh, lightsaber that goes with a Yavin Luke, the yellow jacket one that I have, which is also pretty nice, but I refuse to put on that blonde wig. It ain't happening. Can't mess with this hair. Mm. Oh, there we go. Um I, I, I probably have to say the same, like the lightsaber I built in Galaxy's Edge is probably my favorite Star Wars thing. Um, but I have a lot. I'd have to really go through. I might answer that on the next episode and like really go through my collection and see what I have. Because I still have like my old toys from like when they got re-released back in the 90s or when Power of the Force. Oh, like, Power of the Force 2. Yep. Yeah, with, with big muscly um, Luke and uh, Leia who looked like yes. Joe, Joe from the Facts of Life. Uh, I have, I still have a lot of those, um, some Lego sets, a few like weird little things. So I'm going to have yeah. to go through and give that some thought. Not that, not uh, the Jar Jar Binks, uh, what was it, the, uh, pop, the lollipop? lollipop? I wish I had Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Or the awful uh, from episode one, the uh, little talky things. Each one came with a pad and you would put it on it and it would go like, it would say like a phrase from the movie that in a, in a deathly inhuman voice sound like it was possessed. Oh yeah, exactly. I guarantee it no longer sounds that way. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it didn't sound good to start with. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, Todd, what else have we not asked you? I think like the favorite affiliation, I think is a new, a new question. So like if you could, basically hang out with a group in star wars who who would you choose to hang out with like the jedi the Sith, most the most hateful group of star wars todd who is it space pirates who you who do you think has like a the, a good todd kind of vibe i noticed you didn't put the ewoks in here so i'll just leave them behind no no you don't <laughs> have to <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay barbecue 
<laughs> they want to eat me. I don't want to yeah, do that. They might, they might leave how did Leah behind. get those clothes? Nobody asked yeah. that question. Right. How did she get this close? They're very um, good seamstresses. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'm going with the Sith because the Jedi, I want their powers. But man, oh man, they get have no fun. They get no attachments. Yeah. I'm assuming they can't drink. I'm assuming oh. they are strict, restricted to like the Hallmark Channel for their viewing pleasure. <laughs> so oh, PBS. It's all exactly. I mean, it's it's all like uh, McLaughlin group. It's nothing fun. So <laughs> I want all of the fun and none of the responsibility, none of the pledge. Being a college kid. Being a college I kid. want. Yeah, I, I want. I want to hang out with the Sith and see what they do. I mean, they've got to do something with all that like power. I mean, it's not just like making more power. It's like it's probably throwing keggers and hanging out, right? Uh, let's face yeah. it. What does anybody do with all that power? Get more chicks. Right. I'm National assuming that's why almost of them join the Sith. Right, exactly. Yes. Or yeah. dudes. Or dudes. That's why all the Jedi leave the order. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, it's, it's like the Amish. They have their, their what, rum tugger or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love having Todd be on a show because he drops the facade of being, being poly perfect and he gets all naughty with the rest of us. It's rum, rum <laughs> sugar? Rum, rum, Jesus. Rum Springer. <laughs> Gary Springer, <laughs> Rum Tugger, Rum Tongue Tigger, isn't that one of the cats? That's the cats from. That's one of the cats from Cats, right? Rum Tongue Tigger. I think Mark is actually uh, having an embolism. I have, I have lost this episode. Oh completely. my god! You see, uh, and you you brought him in here. It's like you know what? It's like it's like it's like this saying Candyman or this saying Beetlejuice. That's what Mark you did. was prescribed one dose of Todd every two weeks. He's got it now double. So oh yeah, he's and he's having an adverse <laughs> reaction. Look at his face. <laughs> uh, I love this. Fantastic. Uh, that's a good answer. I, I we've had that that answer not exactly for the the animal house party vibes before, but we've had that answer. I we'll like secret it. probation, baby. It's yeah, good. have it's, a beer. Don't good. cost nothing. <laughs> I need to see this movie now. Like I don't care if what? it's visions or whatever. Like oh, I need geez. to see the Sith. I've asked for my Star Wars sex room. We have not oh, gotten animal it yet. House. Like, you bet. I hope it's a little more tame than like Revenge of the Nerds. Let's hope so. Weekend at yes. Darth Plagueis's. I don't know. Like this be Revenge of the Nerds, Revenge of the Sith. It's like there's right. right. Yeah. We got something going here. Oh my god! Uh, Vision season three. Give us a call. We'll write a script. No, we no <laughs> got it. You're uh, not gonna like it, but we will write it. We'll totally hand animate it too. Yeah, we will cross <laughs> those picket lines. We are that. We are the Star Wars scabs. S S S W S. That's what we'll do. The, the newest question, aside from the favorite collectible, which I think I'm going to start, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to start asking people that. Oh, uh, fine. You go newer, right to his head. Give him an ego. <laughs> one of our newer questions is, is basically, you know, Star Wars, it's all about tragedy and, and uh, suffering and ponchos and fun laser swords and parties, apparently. Belts, uh, belts boots and jackets. So with all that suffering and, and shenanigans, what hilarious way would Todd Oxtra die if he was in the Star Wars universe? Um, I'm going to die because this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to basically uh, essentially like, you know, like, you know, the guy that brought the gremlin home and he shouldn't oh. have and all the things I'm the doing with that with the Ewoks, though. And I'm going to be like <laughs> the Ewok rancher and I'm going to sell them to people. And before I can even sell my first Ewok, they are going to have a revolt and they are going to enjoy a good Todd entree. I'm going to be on that that spit <laughs> and they'll offer other people tastes of me. It'll be great. You know, it's it's funny, Mark, perhaps we should recount for him if he hasn't listened to us say uh, how we would die in the Star Wars universe. Mine also involves an Ewok, but it's much more salacious because there's also a Wookiee there. It's a jacked up three way. We set it up on Star Wars Craigslist and they tear me in half. It's just it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, I know. Tidy the OnlyFans f- phage finally happened. Exactly. Oh, my God. And Mar- Mark's, Mark's is predictable, but no less tame. I'd say here ps, 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 to a Rancor or some other beastly Mom. creature that would just. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen them tamed before. Yeah, yeah exactly. that'd be totally fine. Come here. That hey, was uh, April showed me uh, footage from Yellowstone of somebody trying to pet a bison over the weekend. <laughs> I saw that. She was nuts. Oh my God. I was like, you know what? If somebody would have filmed that girl getting gored, it would never happen again. But that's, that's a little dark. Sorry. You should never be able to kill the animal that when you did the dumb thing, those animals should be able to live. Yeah. Yeah. They should be able to to kill more people. Yeah. Um, 
I also saw I saw a clip of of uh, shortly in this like the same time frame of a honey badger going after an antelope or something that just like slingshotted it into the air <laughs> with its like the, the horns <laughs> and the honey badger went back for more. It was like that's a fun ride. Let's do this again. You want and a piece like, of me, mother effer? And they both honey badger away. don't care. Yeah. And nobody that posted the video or like animal experts were like, we don't know what the honey badger was doing. Like it wasn't trying to eat it. It was just being a dick. And the thing was like, go away. And the honey badger I was ju- like, no. I just like to kill. <laughs> but he wasn't trying to kill it. He was just being an asshole. Uh, it was just, it was just fantastic. It was oh, just na- like, these things na- just don't na- care. Nature's frat boy. Listen to that. Don't give an so F. Good. Yes. So good. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's switch and talk to talk about uh, Star Wars visions season two. We're doing this as a two-parter. Todd was awesome enough to jump in for this first part, and we're going to be talking about the first four episodes. So uh, those episodes include the Sith, or just Sith, I think. Just uh, Sith. Yeah, just Sith. Sith, yep. Yeah. Uh, Screechers Reach, In the Stars, and I Am Your Mother. I Am Your Mother. Uh, so... How do you want to do this? We we I, I kind of have a few questions. Do you do you want Charlie? Do you want to give a breakdown of you each? You want me episode? to summarize it as I'll, and I'll make it a Let's, little quicker than my giant text that I was making me for fun of. But before you know. we do that, I do want to warn anyone that we're not holding back on spoilers yep, here. Spoiler we're going to be sharing our full right. You know our full thoughts, our full like rundown of these episodes. So if you haven't watched Star Wars Vision season what? two and yeah. you plan on it. This is a good time to duck out. Thanks for Pause. listening. They're 18 point. minutes each. You yes, can knock exactly. these out in an hour. I watched them before I, we started I, recording like today. I, yeah, I had to watch um, two through four today just because my you know my life is so chaotic watching yeah. stuff, but it's very fresh. Okay, Sith. Uh, these all dropped on May the 4th, by the way, so just uh, just about a month ago. Um, this was uh, directed by Rodrigo Blas and written by Rodrigo Blas or animated. Oh, oh and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm used to reading it. It's directed, directed by, written by, and animated by the animated by is El Guri. Uh, as the Sith remain hidden during the reign of the High Republic, Lola, a former Sith apprentice, lives in solitude on desolate planet with her droid E2. Had to find another letter of the alphabet there, and is trying to channel the force into painting her base. That's pretty cool. However, despite her efforts, the paint keeps forming dark smudges that don't go away. Uh, while investigating a droid that crashed on the planet, she is suddenly visited by her former Sith master, who chases her down to the base with two droids and forces a confrontation. Inside, he insists that she is to become the new Sith Master by killing him and forcing the rule of two. Uh, Lola comes to the realization that she needs to accept both the light and the dark, becoming gray, and promptly kills the Sith Master with her double-edged sword with one yellow and red, one red blade. That was awesome. Man, um, spoilers in these things. Ouch, <laughs> big time. Uh, yeah. Which is why I like him so much. So we don't miss anything. Uh, with him telling her, you are the Sith Master now before crumbling to dust. Oh, that's, that's a new one. Uh, now in control of her own destiny, simply calling, uh, simply calling herself the Master, Lola finishes the painting and leaves the planet with E2. Did she finish the painting and just like somebody else to find it? Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, all right. So are we going bit by bit? We're going to talk about this one and then let's, we'll, yeah. Let's recap, uh, all, or do you guys want to share? Some, know, I, no, really you know what? I'll, I'll go through, I'll read them all. And then we all can right. talk about them as a glob. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, number two is Creatures Reach. Paul Young, not the singer, uh, is the writer, uh, or is the director written by Will Collins and Jason Tamanjaji. I'm not even going to try. Cartoon Saloon is the studio. Um, prior to the initial extinction of the sink, a young girl named Dal lives in a workhouse with friends Bathan, Quinn, and Kina. Tired of living there, Dal convinces her friends to head out to Screechers Reach, a remote cave, uh, with her by stealing some land speed vehicles. The cave is rumored to hold a ghost within its walls, and the friends are eager to, eager to find it. Always a bad idea. Uh, through the journey, Dal is motivated by an unusual necklace she carries. They find the cave and run into the ghost, who turns out to be an elderly Sith apprentice woman that has been trapped inside Dal and her friends run away but then using the force she crushes the ghost with a boulder and then finishes her off with her own lightsaber ouch one uh, one oh go ahead Charlie. no 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 go ahead please one okay. I, I i the first part you didn't have any cast members the first part but the second one angelica houston 
was the Sith what? mother. Oh my gosh. Well, That's amazing. And she said nothing. Yet, she, she, yeah, she was. She the screeched. She was no, no, that's no, the, no, no. the Sith mother was the oh, one that came yeah. out. Of the, she spoke. Uh, she spoke. All right. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Oh, really. Don't, yeah. Don't. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd let me finish reading, it says that right here. Uh, the next. No. 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 Re- that was. That was part of the cast was of Screechers no, no, Reach. No. But this cast. explains. It, it explains no. here that Dal escapes the cave. The necklace is revealed to be a communicator from a Sith Lord called Sith Mother, which is Angelica Hughes. Oh, that's right at the end. So my uh, bad. Who has given Dal the task to finish off her own apprentice and take her place at her side? Uh, despite Dal's efforts, Sith Mother refuses to also take her friends, leaving them feeling betrayed. Dal reluctantly leaves and looks back at her friends one last time. Mm. Heavy. All right. Mm. Number three in the stars, uh, Gra- uh, Gabriel Osorio and Gabriel Osorio from Punk Robot Studios. During the reign of the Empire, two sisters, Coton and Tachina, are the last of their kind after the Empire has conquered their planet and committed genocide in their species. Kind of like the, the Empire's greatest hits. They, they do that a lot. Uh, their mother, a Force-sensitive, led a failed rebellion to the Empire, who have created a factory that has taken away the planet's clean water, and the mother was killed in the resulting conflict, and the factory has caused severe light pollution as well as water pollution for the sea. Uh, while Tachina is convinced they can defeat them with the Force, the elder and jaded Coton is solely focused on keeping them alive. After they run out of water, Coton is forced to sneak into the factory and take water from the factory's water purifiers. However, Tachina follows her inside and gets spotted by stormtroopers for no good reason, or snowtroopers. That that kind of annoyed me. Uh, Exposed, Coton and Tachina attempt to flee, but Tachina runs back inside, intending to destroy the primary water tank with the Force, and with it, the base, subsequently caught, she's nearly executed, but Coton awakens her own Force abilities to save her sister, and together, they destroy the factory and flood everyone, uh, flood everyone within. As the sisters happily embrace, they see that life is returning to the planet, really conveniently, uh, and they see their mother, who they believe is a star, looking down on them. Holy cow. Boy, these are so action-packed. Number four, I am your mother. Uh, I'm not going to butcher names. This is from Ardman Studios. Uh, my respect to the creators. Uh, for some years, uh, some years after the defeat of the Empire, Wedge Antilles has formed a flight academy for new pilots. Uh, one of the cadets, a Twi'lek named Annie Kalfas, uh, was inspired to become a pilot by her single mother, Kalina, and has since uh, come to find her mother's coddling and coddling embarrassing uh consequently she neglects to tell her about a starship racing event from the flight academy where families compete with each other annie is also picked on by fellow student julan van Riepel, who bears a striking resemblance to lucy from peanuts in my opinion uh whose mother dorada with the darth vader helmet hair pilots a much more sophisticated ship when Kalina suddenly shows up to return Annie's lunch, she learns of the race and is egged on by the Van Reeples when they insult her ship, and it's race time. During the race, Annie admits to her mother that she embarrasses her, but she takes it in stride and has her win the race for them, defeating the Van Reeples. Annie apologizes for what she said, but Kalinda also tells her, embarrassing her is what moms do best. My own mother would say that is 100% the other way around. No one can embarrass you like your children. One of my mother's favorite expressions. (laughs) Fantastic. Symbiosis. Uh, Symbiosis. Yeah. yeah. Whole lot of different emotions and range. Big time. So I'm going to start off out of this bunch. What was your favorite? Or do you have a favorite? It's very hard to pick. Todd, let's start with you. Any any standout particularly in this one? Or you just kind of like the range? Ooh, um, yeah. I will say I didn't love season one because it kind of felt very similar with an anime lens. And a lot of the stories felt like, oh, it's the Sith, the, uh, the, 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 the empires come to a village and we now have to save them. This felt like it was, yeah, to your point, Mark, broader range. And it was great. And it, it reflected in the animation styles and also the tone and uh, the scope and the scale of all these ones. They varied on different levels. Um, I, I, I think the fact that I've seen sith now i think three or four times mm. this tells the tale of which one i like the best um especially after with charlie talking about spider-verse and mm. el Giri, i think took notes on animation and it really was compelling and i love the work the the use of uh art 
along with that to paint the space she was in and how she used that to reflect it. Really, really compelling storytelling uh, in a different animation style that we've seen in Star Wars and at times beautiful, at times rough and gritty, especially when you saw the lightsabers and almost kind of like uh, not perfect, kind of like Kylo Ren's, uh, Ren, Ren's uh, lightsaber. Yeah, where it's crack, kind of like crackle. imperfect yeah. and Very unstable. working and even the way they use that. So that's probably my favorite, but man, um, it's hard. This is like a Sophie's choice because they all have their elements. And I showed my wife uh, the Ardman uh, before uh, just at dinner, and she was really impressed. She loves Ardman, um, love it, and I love all they always have their British voice actors. So all and that is uh, Ardman is just to just clue you in because I, I knew it immediately is made most famous by the Wallace and Gromit shorts. Yes, Shaun the Sheep and, and uh, Chicken yeah. Run. Chicken Run, yeah, that's the other one. So okay. Um, I, I had a tie uh, echoing yeah. a lot of the things that Todd said. I loved I Am Your Mother because I do love I, I, I love the, the the quirky British humor. I love the accents, maybe because we're all coming off of the end of Ted Lasso and how much you guys loved it. It took a long time for me to come around. But boy, when April and I finally clicked with it, we raced through watching it. And uh, we all talked about if you listen to SFU, which is out by the time you're listening to this, we all talked about how uh, it was Todd and myself and our friend Joe Moran talking about the tears we wept watching that last episode. So I did adore that. But it, it ties right up with um with screechers reach as totally very different uh the mm -hmm. characters were very irish which that is my background and my heritage so that really uh touched me and it really to me illustrates the choices not only a young person makes in moving beyond a social structure or moving beyond a place they live but but choices that we all make every day you know mm -hmm. um you know it, it, and this is not precisely that but moving beyond um one evolution to another in your life like I'm, I'm moving from this job or i'm moving to this town or i'm in this relationship that ended or this thing or that thing um I, like i said night and day opposite but i those two i would i would hold above and i i'm with the remaining five episodes we have talked about I, I can't even imagine that it could get better than this but it just might i mean I, blow, I, I was blown away and once you mentioned that the, 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 the studio that did Screechers Reach, very Irish, this is like a banshee. This is like a spirit right, yeah. of the banshee. Yeah. It was a really cool adventure. Right. And, totally. uh, you know, this, the, 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 we had two episodes potentially tied to the Sith, and one went one way, one went the other way, which I thought was really cool. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. correct. So I dug yeah. it. Yeah, Screechers Reach had me very confused the whole time through. Uh, just thinking, like, because it, it, it echoed so much of Luke and Ray and their journey into a cave to face the, the dark side, to overcome the dark side. So I really thought this was leading straight up to defeating that dark side, whether it was, I didn't expect it to be a real Sith. I thought it was going to be some sort of vision or something like Luke faced. Um and then when it was, I still thought like, okay, yeah, this is going to lead up to some sort of like the Jedi are going to find this person that they're, they're going to, you know, and, and it ends up like the scream was horrifying the whole time. I'm like, yeah, this is like the Jedi trial, right? This is a Jedi trial cave. Yeah, this is right, right. She's a Jedi. And then the communicator turned red and it's like, oh shit, they're like training this one to be a Sith. Like this is, but it's also her way out. It's also, right. like you said, it's it's also her moving on to that next step and, and in a sense kind of taking that new job or that next leap. And it's like, well, that's, yeah, I guess being, you know, the Sith in this case is is the, the next. And, and you're, I'd love to see how they, they keep twisting her. And because and, like, it's very, it starts off, it's very innocent. It's very like Goonies like adventure. It's just like, Hey, a ghost story. Go. You want to see a ghost? Yeah. Well, I don't want to see a ghost. Here, I don't see right? ghost. Like it's, and, it's, and I will say even, you know, the, uh, a very ancillary part of it is their journey on those, uh, speeder bikes over that shallow water, that lake and mm. the reflection of the moons and the moons in the distance and the top to bottom. One of those, you know, kind of like Forrest Gump. I couldn't tell where the, where the sky began and the, in the earth ended. It was just, that was, that was probably my favorite. I don't know if I'm skipping it. Probably my favorite visual of all of that. that uh, all of these that. That. I, I will briefly mention, um, I think my favorite out of this bunch, and it's very close, and I'm going to mention other ones for other reasons, but In the Stars, I think overall, spoke to me the most from this one because it 
in 15 minutes or less, I can't remember the full runtime of this one. Like 16 minutes, to 18. I looked at most of them. Yeah. They, th- this ran such an emotional story. It's true. So true. beautifully done showed how evil the empire is showed just how much they devastate everywhere that they go. Uh, told such a, a touching and meaningful story that, echoes a lot of what we've seen in the past of you know development and and taking over resources i mean there's there's so many parallels that you can go even now let alone in in you know in the past um but just it yeah this the sisters and, and the emotional beat of them being the last two of their kind they're related they're both female. I don't know how the species reproduces, but you have to think that these two are just done. That's, that's it. They're done. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. You know, unless they can produce somehow asexually or something like that and just you know, whatever, but like, they, it's, they bud. It's, yeah. Right. Like, but, it, but it, you know, for all intents and purposes, you have to assume that these two are just going to live out their lives and that's the end of the species. So whether or right. not they defeat the empire, the empire is already won, which I think was such a, yeah, that's tough. A, a that's tough. Gut wrenching kind of thing. Um, but that that ending of you know the the mother looking happy in the stars and just just you know the the whole all the the handprints from uh, from the rest of their crew on the rock I just thought that was so beautiful and so well done um, and just everything that I kind of want in Star Wars of this feeling of rebellion against the Empire the feeling of a real fight yeah even if you've lost yeah. Even yeah, and if you've already raging won. against the dying of the light, like in Andor, you know, yeah. F the Empire. And they yeah. didn't have to, they, they could have waited for somebody to save them, but they saved themselves. And the little girl who didn't stop believing, even right. though her sister had given up and the two of them together, it was wonderful. And this one really, uh, cause you know, the animation styles is, you know, uh, the, in, uh, in the stars and Ardman, you'd think that they're the same, but they're not. Ardman is, yeah. is, is stop motion claymation. Uh, in the stars is all 3D. So it looked claymation in a oh, way. Yeah. So it was amazing that. And then obviously you get Screechers Reach, yeah. which was hand-drawn animation. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ilgiri, which is, I don't even know what you call that artwork. It's that Spider-Verse style is the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So that moves us on to the, the next one I want to ask is what was your favorite animation style? Or again, can you even pick one? Because they're all so different this time, which I, again, I, I, can't, I, can't, I cannot myself. I'll yeah. just I'll make it short. I, I, I really can't. <laughs> I, I thought they all worked. I thought they all worked right. brilliantly. Uh, Todd, what about you? Did you, did you lean it's towards Sith. one? It's Sith. Yeah, me too. Because because yeah. I think that's where I would like to see more Star Wars go in that fashion of not totally realistic, but can do so much things that looks amazing on the screen. Battles that are amazing, lightsaber battles. These other ones were cutesy, and except for Screechers Reach, we had that one moment. Um, I don't know if those styles are the styles I would love to see with big space battles and things like that, epic moments. Mm-hmm. I think Sith nails epic moments, where I think the other ones are smaller styles that capture certain moments of a slice of, of life small exactly. stories yeah, yeah. right think, which, yeah, which, which, yeah star wars absolutely needs both without a doubt yeah. to grow a yes, universe absolutely you have, to have both sides i i won't say anything about star trek but anyway uh yeah i mean it, it's going to depend on the story that you want to tell if it's a small more intimate story something like wolf walkers like screechers reach could work for mm-hmm. for star wars but it's it is a little bit more of that homegrown kind of down to earth kind of feel uh i completely agree sith absolutely i think even overall of every single episode i don't know if it gets more visually interesting than sith to to start things off with that one where they can play with the colors they can play with the palette based on emotion and based on um just yeah the 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 feeling of of what the person is feeling and what you're supposed to feel and just how they change that how they use color and darkness to portray this master accepting her fate and accepting that colors and the world and herself that everything needs 
darkness. The darkness is a part of that. You can't have a painting and you can't have the world and she can't have herself without accepting some of that darkness. And when she hits that next, the red blade on the lightsaber, um, it, you know, it, it shows that she accepts that and she finishes her painting because she accepts that the darkness is part of her. Uh, but she can also control the light too. So I thought that was such a, a visually interesting way to tell that story and to dive into that emotion. You could have told that in any one of these art styles, yeah. but to use the art style as a storytelling technique, I thought was just above and beyond for animation. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Mark, with that, that one moment uh, where she's uh, investigating in that vehicle with like the one wheel and then mm. she's fleeing and how she uses that motion. I mean, that is a is one of the best moments in Star Wars, just action I have seen. And I would love to yes. see more of that like that because it's amazing. And and it just really is telling you like how you can do dynamic action and make it count. Like when she's when 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 the Sith is pulling apart her droid. I mean, that's heart-wrenching, and it was mm. impactful. Yeah. True. Again, True. 15 minutes, and they made you feel about another droid, told the story, right. told the emotion, told uh, everything they needed to, and and had, like you said, some kick-ass, like, top-quality Star Wars action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you compare that kind of a chase scene to, like, a, they can fly now, and I didn't mind that scene, but it was just kind of like, eh. okay, cool, they're yeah. on speeders, they're doing this, they're doing that, like... You, know, you see this kind of thing and it kind of made me do that like hell yes kind of screech moment like I did when Cal Kestis yeeted a stormtrooper into an oncoming uh-huh. TIE fighter. Ouch! In you Survivor. and your yeet, Mark. Uh, I know. <laughs> I yeah, it's, 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 it's yeet-tacular. Um, yeah, the, uh, everything you said is uh, yeah, spot on there. Uh, any favorite character characters pop up? Uh, it doesn't have to be from your favorite one. Any Any just interesting characters pop up for you guys? Todd. Oh, it's 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 got to be Lola. I mean, I could see that character being the next big thing. Uh, I don't know what era this happened. It says, oh, it's during the Raid of the High Republic. So she yeah. could she could be a character they could bring in. And I would love to see more of her adventures because I don't know where she's going or what she's going to do. But I want to be there and see right. what havoc she causes it, it would be a shame to just to just chuck it to eat it as it were <laughs> out of existence but i'm gonna go with uh with kalina uh from our final story from uh blah, blah blah i am your mother um because it's it to me it's a it's a charming tale of mother daughter um and just just children and parents in general um and being a teen or a preteen and just you know oh to uh, finally finding out, yes, it's a very sitcom-y kind of format. Like, oh, so, you know, we won the day in the end of it. Evil is defeated. Um, I did love that the, the the what was it? The, I keep want, keep wanting to call them the Van Peoples. The Van Reeples uh, had a little micro Death Star, and that was the the offensive weapon on their ship. That was Oh, that was awesome. That was pretty <laughs> cute. So is it Kalina or Annie, episode. Charlie? Annie's Annie, the daughter. Annie, Annie's the daughter, yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. See, I thought, I thought you had a, a point there with Kalina. I want to I wanna know her backstory. Oh, right. the mom yeah and what she, uh what she what, hangs out with what's her name from uh uh the amy the amy sedaris she hangs out with oh, amy sedaris with, with, we know that uh, they're buddies they're drinking and, buddies yeah hanging out dating jawas yeah, yeah. oh boy they're actually furry under those rubs now is yeah. this uh, is this tatooine or a similar planet there's a lot of traffic it kind of made effect oh yeah. is this like a deserty part of course not we've not not seen before there it was a little fuzzy training planet maybe it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, I mean, parts a, unknown. Wedge yeah, it could be parts unknown. That parts yeah. that's parts for you, but it's obviously it's post. Uh, it's it's New Republic era because Wedge is mm-hmm. a little celebrity. Like I'm Wedge Antilles. I'm running. This Was anyone worried about like these that. these vehicles going down in a populace? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it was like uh, the just held uh, Detroit Grand Prix in in my hometown of. There Detroit, goes a tire Michigan. into a building. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they had it all walled off. I, I don't know why sure. they moved it. I don't know why they moved it downtown. It used to be out uh, on on Belle Isle, well, which is far streets. away. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the unshown part of this episode is just Luke Skywalker hauling ass through the yeah. entire race, just exactly. in case something falls, he can stop yeah. with the force. Oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa. yeah, exactly. Is, is, Wedge, the, is Wedge, Wedge the Zap Brannigan? By the way, is he like the Zap Brannigan? The <laughs> are, I mean, he was great. They, they trying to yeah. trying to turn him into a little bit more of a character. Yeah. So yeah, 
But no, it was it was it was fun. You know, and hey, I definitely enjoyed definitely enjoyed the mother as a character. Mark, yeah. uh, Dal, I think for me, mm. uh, just like I said, I want to see if she can keep that childlike innocence. If she realizes what's going on with the Sith, mm. if she realizes she's being manipulated, or is she another kind of Anakin who? just it's it's a way out it's a better thing she understands maybe you know and you see her kind of betray her friends right away and say well if you know if if i'm not allowed to take you guys then see ya whatever yeah right so you you wonder if that or, or maybe will that attachment come back to to bite her in the ass and and kind of be a reverse anakin where the sith think they're you know, doing that, but, but her attachment's going to bring her back to the light. Uh, I think it's an interesting character. And I think it's, like I said, could be some flip side to, to an Anakin style um, story. So I think Mark, it's your ginger showing you you just like gingers. That's right. You got to love Ireland, you know, that's, yes, that's my, my peoples, my peoples, my peoples. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Which do, do these, I, I think this season in general, and especially these episodes, fit better into canon oh yes the first season like anything in the first season is there anything that stands out to you guys here that like yes it's stylized or it's funnier or whatever like it's funnier take but like i think even up to like i am your mother like taking a kind of comedic take but i think sure because and the way that they're spread out uh, throughout, you know, uh, legacy era, newer era, I would say for sure, uh, Todd's favorite uh, of the Sith. That I think that that fits oh, in yeah. perfectly because High Republic this, era, right? You've got this it's, High it's, Republic yeah. era, which is just it's being fleshed out. We've had the novels, mm-hmm. we've had the comics, we have the Alcalite coming up, Al- Al- Alkali- Alkaline Battery. I always screw that word up. We've got that show co- that show coming the up, Acolyte. Yep. the Acolyte. Um, so yeah, this could be. Uh, I mean, how spectacular would it be to to have your Sith turn up? in that show or a future season of that show um possibilities uh, yeah. I, no i i don't know we've only got one that actually explicitly says when it is so that's the first episode the rest of the episodes except for the maybe the last one is the last one when is the last one uh well, that's that's they, po- they po- yeah, post empire yeah oh def- after and the defeat they, okay so post jedi in yeah. uh in screechers reach it's during the or prior yeah. to the er, initial extinction of the Sith, oh, which gotcha. puts it. Oh, uh, what's that put it? That that would be before High Republic, maybe or during Way High Republic. before High Republic. Like, that's yeah. really yeah. okay. Yeah, like, and and in, like, in the uh, in the stars is during regular OT time frame because you've got okay. regular stormtroopers, yeah. regular you've got a regular yeah. Imperial governor type running around. So yeah, so all of these could all fit. of these. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I mean, in season one, you, things were really loosey goosey. You had the satire episode with the band singing about Banthas and Jawas. Like it just—it was very much a miss for me. Um, pretty much everything that happened in the first season, and I—I I kind of nodded and smiled our way through the episode—the episode that we did back then. Because Mark and our guests—I know you guys were really jazzed about it—but I was like, I love the first episode with the samurai Jedi, essentially with the that yeah. was amazing. But the rest of it was kind of like, eh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, true. Yeah, that was that was the best. That was the most because I don't really. If I I never went back to him. I couldn't tell you the Samurai Jedi one and the one about with the Star Wars band, the Cantina band. That's all that I remember. And there was one about some siblings fighting on top of a star destroyer. And I, yeah, that that's. I felt like they. I felt like they repeat a lot of story beats. To be honest, I can think of those three those three moments, but those moments could have happened times ago. Um, Toby. I thought that one was super cute in the oh, first okay. uh, first season. To- Toby the Jedi droid. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, but uh, for this one, you guys, so you guys think most of these could fit into canon? Uh, absolutely, sure. Be- because they they left themselves room to do so, and they didn't take it to a point that was ridiculous. It didn't, you know, even the mm. um, even the last one, you know, the uh, the the mother one. Um, yep was fun but it wasn't ridiculous they weren't like you know and now she's got force powers and she's turned the entire town upside down or something or she you know it was right. the bottle it was the bottle city of candor and then superman showed up i mean it's just they didn't do anything totally out of control yeah yeah it's great yeah i yeah t- charlie i think that's that's the difference between this season and the first season is nothing was so over the top that it would break right. canon 
Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm I, I'm a canon guy, you know. And again, the the, the perfect con- contrary argument is that well, if it's a great story, then who cares? That's true. Star Wars is very good about pulling in those EU, you know, qualities like you know, Dash Rendar is a part of it. No. <laughs> Mark, we still haven't gone down the route of Shadows of the Empire. I swear to God, we're we gonna have to. Ooh, that's 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 my wheelhouse. That, you know, yeah. we, we we might have to get Todd back for that one just because we really lived it as young adults because we were in college. We uh, it's the only Star Wars novel I've read is Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> I That's tried crazy. I tried to reread it about five or six years ago and did not. Why would you? It. Yeah, we, we were ravenous because there was no content at the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because um, to your point with all of these, I feel like they fit a niche. That yeah. is really cool for Star Wars, which is great because um, we really haven't. I mean, I'm trying to remember that one Star Wars show. What was it? Resistance, which was right. kind of yeah. like doing cool. what the last right. episode was. But I felt like this episode had so much yeah. more character than Resistance did in one 15 minute episode than Resistance right. did for me. I just felt like that show kind of felt cookie cutter yeah. and kind of generic versus this. I'm like, the characters are just well written and fun right. and goofy it's Ar- right. but it's ardman so i don't know if i mean right. it's ardman so yeah. right they they stuck to their format you know they stayed in their lane and still gave us something that was watchable and fun and was star wars because it had a very star warsy kind of message with a lot of which had to do about family and then it was the pod racing which is fun it was one of the more fun parts of episode one because people weren't talking so much which i <laughs> You get to hear the benefit of all George Lucas's fine, fine dialogue in episode one. You get to hear those great English accents, too, from the argument. Yes, 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 exactly. The the last thing I want to ask, then, is if if all of these fit into canon, uh, if you had to choose one to kind of make a series out of, and I I think we may have already touched on your feelings and answers to this, but uh, to, to fit into canon, like seeing a story take off and continue on its own in its own merit is, is one thing, but which one of these do you, would, would you like to see star Wars explore in Canon as more of a developed show uh, and, and, and really push forward? Um, Todd, do you have an answer for that? Or it's it definitely the first the- one. If they can continue that uh, unique art style and carry it forth and do unique things with it. I don't want it to be like, yeah, we did that, but we couldn't afford it. And then we had to dumb it down and we made her just a generic person. We right. use like the Rebels art style because I, 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 I appreciate what they did, but I want to see more chances taken like Spider-Verse and things like that. But I think it's where she is an unattached person who needs to find attachments now. And I think it's perfect for her to explore and find her own path and her own uh, group of people. So I think that's so perfect. May- maybe, I'll, maybe I'll flip this then and say get rid of the art style. Yeah, and I was going to say the if, same. If live, you were going to do live, one of these action, in yeah. live action, yeah, that's, oh, that's uh, one which for one me. would you pick? That's the one Ooh. for me. Oh, because, sure. Yeah, because yep. it uh, it's it's the story that's the element. But yeah, you're right, continuing to keep up. It's like, how do you keep topping it, right? Like, oh, it's so great. Now, what do we take to the next level? How do we maintain? Where live action is simply live action. Uh, it's going to bring with it uh, any of the requisite quality that you would expect from from live action in the modern era like andor uh or you know what you saw in in obi-wan and and you know space battles and this that your director and choose the the style you want to go with you want to make like an old school like uh action film type of premise for it like a john wick right or do you want to do something a little bit more uh like a tarantino style you could do that too with that Mm. character i think any of those would work without without all without all the swears uh exactly but um yeah watching um this character go from place to place uh trying to find her identity trying to fend off the struggle of falling uh Mm -hmm. too far onto the wrong side you know stealing herself having the stink of the sith on her yeah and being rejected and not being embraced and you know kind of like mando you know everybody feared mando and it was his story as well i mean there's no baby yoda in this but there is you know her way and where she goes they, 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 they'll, they'll be a cute droid or a sassy alien. Yeah, that's a cute We're going to get a baby uh, Babu Frick. That's going to be a baby Frick. <laughs> Maybe Babu Frick would be about this big. Like, Hi, <laughs> and it takes 300 years and they grow an inch every 300 oh, years. <laughs> boy, I can't believe we almost got through this without Todd going on a rant about Baby Yoda. Why can't he talk short, yet? <laughs> it was a very short rant. Um, quick short, question. I, I respect it. 
A quick question about this, though. Um, I, I The only reason Screechers Reach is like, okay, I feel we're going to get that story in the Acolyte. So I don't know. Maybe we won't. Maybe right. we will. Okay. But yeah, maybe won't yeah. because maybe that's an maybe it's someone from the Jedi going to the Sith. So I feel like we're going to get that type of journey eventually, which is great. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't get that, then I would say dolls. You know, we've never seen an, anyone yeah. indoctrinated into the Sith and brought forward through those years. It's always been like, oh, they're Sith. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Right. Yeah, I think the the latest rumors or synopsis for the the acolyte is a a Sith spy. Maybe oh. going to Jedi Academy. I think that's the premise of oh, it. I could be Fox very the wrong. Kind of thing. Yeah. Someone let us know uh, if I'm if I'm very very wrong with that. But like, right. yeah, kind of similar vibes of like maybe one side starts to speak to her and the other right. side is still trying to pull it. So I think the, you're the right. Inter- with that. The internal like, struggle could be that yeah. that internal struggle that we want to see in Dell. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sith might be the most interesting answer for live action that we yeah. haven't seen. Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. If we if we ever get if we ever get those great writers back to work, that's pay, it. Pay them. Pay them. Yes. Uh, yes. Exactly, uh, fellas. Let's let's wrap it up there and uh, and call it a night. This uh, this was a great episode, Todd. Thank you so much for joining us and and sharing your thoughts on visions. It's it's not often we get to talk Star Wars, but I love it when when you do. So so thank you. That might be half a lie there, Mark, because I don't know if you always love it, but I'm glad this was an episode I could really espouse uh, some some excitement about Star Wars for me. And and I want good Star Wars, and I felt like all of this was great Star Wars. So give me more of this, please, and I'll gladly come back. Well, Todd, I'll give you a truth to his uh, half statement. Thank you for not embarrassing me. I appreciate it. There's still time. We still have all about it running until you can embarrass him. Uh, <laughs> Todd, tell people where they can find you on the internet. At Tioxtra is uh, my primary place where I'm just having a good time talking about video games, sports, fantasy football, and all those things. And when I'm not doing that, obviously, I'm talking about our fantastic group at Secret Friends U, SecretFriendsUnite.com. YouTube, Secret Friends Unite, check us out there. Leave a review. Check us out. Our backgrounds, the things that happen in the background. Mark might even have a haunted balloon in his background. We don't know. Could be something. Um, You might see you might see the ghoulies that are actually causing all the problems in Charlie's toys. And there there might be a portal we don't know. Um, but yeah, that doing that and just definitely uh check out all our stuff because we have awesome stuff to share. And uh yeah. And if you want Mark's thoughts on the world of a certain uh, fruit and their endeavors, there might be something for you soon. Oh, fruit ninja. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can't. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, you swatting one off your back? uh, The ghoulie. I saw saw, saw him back in that hallway there. It's scary stuff. Well, you can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Just go ahead and spell it out. As always, my lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, the largest, one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world, based here in West Michigan. Uh, I also help out trekkers in Michigan and Eastern Canada find their spots. Visit our website and any of our socials if I can help you meet Star Trek folks in your area. Hot young singles in your area? Not quite Star Trek singles or marrieds or just Star Trek people. It's all good. Oh, I love it. Uh, this is the co-host you've chosen, Mark. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, 64 episodes strong. Don't make me sing when I'm 64. Dun, dun. You can find me everywhere at the underscore Canerdy, and I'm spending more time on Instagram rather than Twitter these days, but I still pop in. So if you want to see me there, uh, just, just say hello. But I'm also in our Discord channel, like the guys mentioned already. And uh, yeah, that's that's where to find me. Rock and roll. Well, friends, thank you again for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring, and keep on trucking. May the force be with you, Rex. Play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. 
Please subscribe to Seeker Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Seeker Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.